It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 22nd of May. A Jay Crowder deep dive, or moreover, a Jazz stretch four deep dive. And then David James stops by to join us for a little bit more of the interviews this week. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, a lot of geeky numbers, a lot of geeky numbers today, and hopefully making it more fun to be a Jazz fan during the offseason. For the true fans, there is no offseason. Today's show is available on Himalaya, the brand new app that's out there. Been updated a few times. Hard to call it brand new. Now it's just flat out good. Check it out. Get uh, Download Himalaya on your iPhone or on Google and subscribe and follow Locked on Jazz. Also available on your iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Jazz. Uh, Today's show brought to you by our friends over at Grip6. Go to grip6.com slash locked, lock, just lock, and get the uh, new deal that's out there for you. And uh, Untuck It as well today uh, has a Father's Day special going on for you with Locked On Jazz using the promo code NBA. You get 20% off. All right. Um, here's what I was going to do today before David James joins us. I was going to do the Jay Crowder season review deep dive, and as I started it, Honestly, there was kind of one note in there that like was really great, and then there were some no- negative numbers that weren't great. His shooting numbers really just weren't very good this year. Um, and when you started to look at him, you know, frankly, uh, and you looked at his shooting numbers, they were some of the least good by position. But it all comes back to this with Jay Crowder. When you start analyzing him, you put him in the starting lineup, and the starting lineup was plus 14 Point two per 100 possessions. And then you go back to last year, and the same thing is true. And so there's something about kind of the grit and the heart and the desire and the moxie of a Jay Crowder. You know, last year when Jay Crowder was on the floor with the starting lineup, they were in limited time, only 383 minutes or 383 possessions. They were plus 34.8. So before I analyzed Jay Crowder in any way, I actually thought the answer was to go back over three years and look at the Jazz lineups with stretch fours on. And is Jay Crowder that much better? Are the Jazz that much better with Jay Crowder on the floor as your stretch four? Or is it simply that if the Jazz play a stretch four with a world-class center like Rudy Gobert, they're just great. And it doesn't matter if it's Jay Crowder or Tabo Cephalosha or Jonas Jarebko or Trey Lyles or Boris Diaw in a weird lineup that we played for a while. What does it matter? Does it actually matter? Or is it really that Jay Crowder's numbers are so great, frankly, because he's playing next to 
uh, Rudy Gobert. The other aspect of this, by the way, is that there, you know, we always have to remember this when we're analyzing the Jazz with a stretch four, that a lot of those lineups are against second team, that Favors and Gobert are always playing against starters. And so there's some level where these numbers are a little questionable and you have to kind of put a little bit of a, okay, you know, there's, there's, there's some data noise here that's not appropriate. So let's look at it for a second. This last year, in the 18-19 season, when Jay Crowder was on the floor with Rudy Gobert, the Jazz were plus 5.6 overall. In the main lineup, they were plus 14.2. They were really brilliant. And actually, let me switch over. I'm going to use cleaning the glasses numbers because it eliminates blowout, and I like it better. So Jay was a plus 8.3. Give him the benefit of the doubt. 8.3. Offensive rating was about a 115. I'm rounding everything, and the defensive rating was about a 107. So they were, they were really, really good. How does that compare to the other Guys, well, when Tabo was on the floor with Gobert, fewer possessions, didn't play as much, they were actually better. A point per 100 possessions better. The offense wasn't quite as good, but the defense was better with Tabo on the floor. With George Niang, which they played sparingly, the Jazz were plus 4.2, and the offense was less good, but the defense and the defense was about the same. So, Last year, at least, when looking at Jay Crowder, the Jazz were actually a little bit better when Tabo was on the floor than with Jay with Gobert, and the Jazz were better with both of them than if they just had Favors and Gobert on the floor together. Uh, Again, that's the starter bench things. So let's go back to last year where Crowder had unbelievable numbers. He was plus 18.7 when he was on the floor with the starting lineup. They were plus 31 in that limited time where he joined the team after the trade deadline. We have a limited sample size here. And um, we look at it, and the Jazz with Tabo as the power forward last year with Gobert were plus 11.2. With Jonas, they were plus 9. And with Crowder, they were an incredible plus 18. But again, look at those numbers. They were negative with Joe Johnson. So last year, first half of the season, Gobert and Joe Johnson on the floor together, they were negative. But otherwise... We now have two years of sample size. We have Tabo at plus nine, Yang at plus four, Jonas at plus nine, Tabo at plus 11, and then Crowder with this incredible plus 18 in a smaller sample size. So let's go back to 16-17. 16-17, Joe Johnson's not nearly as old. He's a plus 12. Boris Dia with Gobert is a plus five. And Trey Lyles with Gobert is a plus seven. So all of a sudden, we have three years of sample size here. And while Jay Crowder is a fabulous plus 14 this year when he's with the starting lineup, an incredible plus 18 last year in a small sample size when he's with Gobert on the floor, and a plus eight overall this year, so's almost anyone who's been paired next to Gobert as a stretch four for the Utah Jazz. Tabo plus nine, Niang plus four, Tabo the year prior plus 11, Jonas the year before plus nine, Joe Johnson two years ago plus 12, Boris Diaw plus five, Trey Lyles plus seven. And so I sit here understanding the heart, the moxie, the desire, 
all the the incredible plus 14 with that lineup, the amazing plus 35 two years ago in just 383 possessions, but it's still there. It's still sitting there at plus 35 that Jay Crowder was able to to be a part of uh, with that lineup. But you, some of this, I think, stems from the incredible supporting cast around him. So, you know, the everybody who has played stretch next to Gobert has given the Jazz a positive lineup other than Joe Johnson in 17-18 season when he just really was done, right? He hasn't played in the NBA since. So I don't – I think that there's – there's certainly a level of toughness. There's a level of heart. There's a level of team. There's a level of togetherness. Um, and, you know, people like to say that analytics don't show that. I'm not sure I agree. Um, I think they do show it. And the question is just whether or not, um, I mean, they show it because you, this is their performance when they're on the floor. And so this makes you have to evaluate whether Jay's positive numbers are a product of Jay or a product of the group that he's around. And we'll do the Jay Crowder breakdown uh, as the week goes on, but I just thought that was the first part of this. As I started into the Jay Crowder breakdown last night, I was like, you know what, this has to be analyzed of whether or not the number one item that we give Jay Crowder credit for is actually unique to Jay Crowder, or is it unique to the team? And you can decide uh, from that data. David James is going to join the show next. We will talk about all the fun things that are going on with the Jazz and continue uh, our conversation we've been having. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Store, 6200 South, 20th East. What is my favorite part about The Store? Is it the feel when you walk in of just having that local touch that knowledge that the that scott and jeff and amy have all gone out to find the local products and put them in there is it watching the high school kids help the people out to the car with their bags like it's you know back in the the community days that we kind of all thrive for is it simply the great mudslide cookie or is it locked on mudslide ice cream or is it i don't know the great selection of kombuchas. Is it seeing them in the back putting together uh, their own store salsa uh, and everything? It's the store, 600 South, 20th East. It's probably the mudslide cookie, to be perfectly honest with you. Just the greatest single cookie ever created. 6200 South, 20th East. Stop by the store and uh, find out also the Locked On Mudslide Ice Cream and the Lochness Monster Ice Cream there for you as well. That is all at the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Today's show also brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends. Support Hotel. Get your stay and your vacation at Hotels.com. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. 
But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. You can hear him every morning with the esteemed Patrick Kinahan from 6 to 10 on 1280 The Zone and 97.5, the flagship station of the Utah Jazz. You can also get it at 1280thezone.com online. It's a suggested listen. They do a very good job. He's David James. DJ, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, excited to have you on and be able to interview you instead of you pester me. I just don't have a friendly foe on my side um, instead of the friendly foe that I have against me when I do your show. <laughs> PK. Yes. Um, he's a foe whether he's on your side or not uh, was the point after of you that. Got off the, after, you, after you got off the air in your last visit, yes. he complimented you multiple times. But on the air, he'll never do that. He'll never give you that satisfaction. Oh, that's, that's don't tell. It ruins everything. What as a what is you as someone who's obsessed with ratings as you are, and your ratings are yeah. better if the Jazz are better. Um, what is your yep. dream scenario for the Jazz off season? Oh, I'm going to shock Jazz fans right here. Well, the short answer is they need a guy who can score 20 points a game and take some of the load off Donovan Mitchell, so he doesn't have to be great every night. Uh, somebody else goes off for a quarter; he can rest a little longer. Um, and just keep the defenses honest and keep them guessing. So that I think is the uh, is the is the top top thing they have to do. Now I think how they do that and who they get. I think Jazz fans think that and then think, well, they'll probably get seventy or eighty percent of that. They'll get somebody who's nice but not that great. But I think they got a unique opportunity right now. I think that they have, you know, they've probably gone about as far as they're going to go with Favors and Gobert together. And where Favors' contract is, they have a chance to move one of those guys. I would think there's about a 95% chance it's Favors and about a 5% it's Rudy Gobert. But if you try to hit a home run and if you start calling around the league and inquiring about players, hey, we like this guy, who do you like? If they really swing for the fences, people are going to say Gobert's name back to them. Um, Now, you know, what, what happens if they call New Orleans and say we're interested in Anthony Davis? Now, maybe they got new management, Mary. Maybe New Orleans is going to hang up on everybody and just not even discuss it. But I do think that this is a rare chance where they have such incredible depth at one point, at one position, that if you move one of those guys, you could get a pretty high-level player back. Both those guys are good. And you've run all the numbers on this and shared them with me, and I'm sure you've shared them with your listeners and you share them with our listeners on the radio. You know, they're good with those two guys together, but they're better with either one of them on the bench than they are with both of them together. So this is a rare chance to have a really good piece of the puzzle 
and trade and get real value back without creating a, an enormous hole on your own roster. It creates a little bit of a hole, but it doesn't create an enormous hole. So I think that uh, there you go. There's the number one wish and the number one thing I'm speculating about, but I have no idea how they're going to pull it off or play it. So I don't know. Call, I don't know where it'll so go. I just calling, know the possibilities out there. You're calling Washington and offering Rudy Gobert for Bradley Beal. You know, I don't know that um, I would offer Rudy Gobert. They, uh, I talked to a GM once who told me they play this game. Who do you like? And you just call up and say, I like whatever. Okay, yeah, Washington, Beal. I call New Orleans. I like Anthony Davis. Who do you like? And every GM knows that then you say back whoever you would like in exchange for that. And, you know, often you always try to get, you know, you try to, you try, <laughs> you try to rip the other guy off. And it takes a long time before you get to a deal if you do. Uh, but you always want to have the plausible deniability of walking up to Bradley Beal or Anthony Davis or Derek Favors right, or Rudy got, Gobert. I got your PR. I'm not shopping I you. Your, I never brought your name up. I got your PR stuff. I'm trying to figure out yeah. who you're willing to trade Rudy Gobert for. I'm like Anthony a, Davis. See what I just did there? Anthony Davis. Right. I personally am not very willing to trade Rudy Gobert. But I know if I want to go out and get the best player on the market – I can't be offering up second round draft picks. Well, Anthony you know, Davis, if I, if I but call Anthony New Orleans Davis isn't and say Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis wouldn't resign in Utah. Well, that's the and see that's the thing with uh, as we go down the road on this. See that's the thing with Dennis Lindsay. Dennis, I think, wants to swing for the fence on somebody, and when you swing for the fence, can you resign them? All the contracts have gotten so short now. First, the league shortened them, so you know seven year and then six year contracts were no longer. Uh, allowed. And then the, the best NBA players, really LeBron was at the forefront of this, but I don't think he was alone, decided, yeah, why do I want to sign for four or five years? I'm me. I'm going to bet on me. I want to be out on the market again in two or three years. So they got options and shorter deals and uh, it, it, it'll be scary. But, you know, Dennis has said multiple times on the air, we need to do what the Green Bay Packers did. We need to get our Reggie White. We need to change the story from this is a small market, cold city that I don't want to be in to this is a place that is passionate for the sport and playing there in front of those fans is awesome. That's what the Packers did. It was cold weather. When I was a kid, there's a guy, PK knows the story we talk about all the time. John Jefferson with Arizona State, the Chargers drafted him. He was electric. He was a big play wide receiver. He's awesome. He wanted more money. The Chargers owner was tight and traded him to Milwaukee or to uh, Green Bay, and said, "Enjoy Milwaukee." In those days, they played half their games there and freeze, and they don't throw the ball. And good luck. It was it was the worst thing you could do to him. And now everybody wants to go to Lambeau and do the Lambeau leap. Well, the, I, I know we got climate change going on, but the weather hadn't changed that much. <laughs> it's still the frozen tundra, but the attitude of the players has changed a lot. People like playing in, in Lambeau. I'm just trying to figure out this Rudy Gobert idea. I think this is crazy. Well, it's limited. That's why I said there's a 95% chance so you're like, trading favors. Would, would you do it for chance you trade Rudy? Would you do it for Devin Booker, trading, Bradley Beal, or Drew Holiday? No. All right, so I good. would not trade for Bradley Beal. Drew Holiday's intriguing, and I personally don't think Drew Holiday is going to be on the market anymore. Well, he is, I think that he is if them, you offer Rudy them Gobert. hitting in the draft. What he is if you offer Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I don't think – I mean, I think that's more of favors for um, for Holiday. All right, so you want a 20-point-a-game score. There's yeah. There's 34 of them in the NBA last year. 
right now. Right. Yeah. So we've been, we've been into this a little bit on, uh, on our show. I said, there's two ways to go on this. One, you go out and you try to get somebody who's available and all the jazz fans are going to say, Kimball Walker, Kimball Walker, Kimball Walker. Right. And so you explore that. But the other thing is who's out there at 14 or 15 points a game that has upside, who is young and still improving, who is uh, maybe used inefficiently in the system, maybe is limited because of who their teammates are and how ball dominant they are. And if you go back in jazz history, really what we're talking about here is maybe the jazz don't make a big splash. They don't make a big move. It's a smaller move, but you're trying to find Raja Bell. He was buried on the end of the bench. I think it was Dallas and they found him and he blew up for the jazz. He blew up so much that Phoenix, when they were on the top of the world with Dan, Tony and Nash, they went and got him. He's David James. We'll continue this line of thinking. I was not expecting this conversation, but we'll continue it as we, as we continue. It's locked on jazz part of the locked on podcast network. Part one with David James in the book. We'll come back with more for you. Remember, Grip 6 is building the greatest belts on the planet and have a special deal for you. The belt with no holes, no flap, and no bulk. Grip 6 has a special offer for you. Grip6.com slash lock. And another special deal for you is Untuck It, the shirt that fits everyone. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailor required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. The Locked On Podcast Network is home to the number one daily NBA podcast, Locked On NBA. No team that relies on any single player like the Rockets rely on Harden or have historically relied on Harden has ever had any kind of realistic title aspirations. They might already have a window closed on them before it's even actually opened in Orlando. It's just not realistic for a team to rely on a single player there and be able to win a championship. When you want the biggest stories and the best NBA talk before it's old news, listen to the Locked On NBA podcast every day wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go back to your Reggie White concept. Does Kemba yep. Walker, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, Clay Thompson, do they classify as Reggie White? No, but I'd take them. <laughs> uh, Reggie White, for people who aren't old enough to remember, I mean, Reggie White had been in Philadelphia. Reggie White was a man. Reggie White, I think if you want a Reggie White comparison, 
you trade for Anthony Davis and then you re-sign him. That to me is Reggie White. I mean, Reggie White was a high-end player. I mean, he was just really, really good. You told me once when you had just gone to Seattle, uh, you were talking to somebody up there, maybe it was Rick Neuheisel, who's the Washington coach, but you were talking about how after quarterback, the most important position in football is the pass rusher, the disruptor who just blows by his guy, demands a second guy, and either makes a player or demands a second guy. It changes everything. It changes everything everything and that's what reggie white was well, i think anthony davis changes everything he demands double teams he shoots three pointers he still gives you size to protect the paint he makes the court smaller at the other end uh so that would be huge dj uh, i think all the guys you you're causing me problems the right now. narrative you're causing me problems right now you and i go back 25 <laughs> okay. years i adore you yeah could you stop talking about anthony davis he's not coming to utah sir but you said reggie white comparison and I agree with you. I don't think Anthony Davis is coming, but I also think if you're an NBA GM or whatever Dennis's new title is, um, you're not doing your job if you don't at least explore it. You, you've got these weeks until free agency to explore everything. And I have heard some stories about Dennis that makes me think he explores everything. And it gets him all sorts of wound up, and it gets him way more intense than we ever see in front of the camera. He doesn't really allow us to see that in a press conference sitting. He's pretty calm there. And for people to think he's too calm, I want a guy who's got more, you know, in PK's terms, I want more jersey in him. I want more competitive. I want more fire. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> he just doesn't show it in the press conference setting. That's the only thing. So I think he explores that. I think what you said when you listed those other guys, you know, Davis is the home run. Durant's the home run. Uh, these guys are more doubles. And that's probably more what the Jazz are, are likely to do. I'm really intrigued by Tobias Harris. I, I don't think he's nearly as likely as I thought he was earlier in the season. I think the trade put another team in play, certainly in the mix. I think the way he played probably put a couple more teams. I, I've seen his name popping up, and it, it's probably not going to happen, just like you're saying the you know, Anthony Davis thing isn't going to happen. It's probably not going to happen, but I've seen him linked to the Nuggets. I've seen him linked to the Mavs. We'd already heard Clippers. Nets and the Sixers uh, re-upping him after the trade, depending on what they do with Butler. The Jazz, I mean, okay, now we're at a quarter of the league, for goodness sakes. Holy cow. But I am intrigued by him. Absolutely. The Kemble Walker thing worries me a little bit. It makes your backcourt pretty small. But he makes your team better. And maybe to a certain degree, to upgrade your team, you have to accept that you're putting a little bit of a ceiling on it in the short run as well. But at the same time, if the Jazz can make moves this offseason to get them to 55 wins in the third seed in the West, then I shouldn't be complaining about the ceiling. That's a significant upgrade. That's a step forward. If they can get 55 wins in the third seed in the West, then make the move, declare victory, and move on. Uh, Tony Jones and I talked about this earlier in the week. Kemba takes the ball away from Donovan. Yeah, and, true. And he, and he, Donovan, as I said uh, in that conversation, Donovan is the person that I am trying to raise my child to be. He is the best kid on the I've ever been around. He's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. He's not wearing right. a spider on his sweatshirt to be the second fiddle. So, curious thing, I agree with all of that. And here's where I don't have the info, and this is where no matter, um, you know, how much I know or I dig, you know, an NBA team has more resources, more people, but the reason the Jazz bring 100 players in every year is to do the interviews. The workouts are fine, and it helps, but the interviews are priceless. Get to know somebody, what are they like? If Kemba is surrounded by better players in a better system with a chance to win at a higher level, 
would he be willing to change his game a little bit? Will he become a better passer? Will he become a more willing passer? I mean, sometimes, as Larry Bird said a long time ago, hey, there's no I in team, but there is in win. If you look around the floor and you decide, you know, we have 10 shots, that doesn't mean everybody takes two. I'm Larry Bird. I'm taking seven. You know, you're getting one off an offensive rebound. You're getting one on a fast break and you're getting one because I'm double teamed and you're wide open. But I'm taking seven because that's how we need to play to win. Now, you know, Kemba hasn't had the greatest roster in Charlotte, hasn't had the most success. If he comes to a team with a chance to win more and he's surrounded by better players, is he a more willing passer? Or is a lot of isolation one-on-one ball and guys are standing around and he's not running the offense the right way and people get frustrated. I don't know the answer to that, but, you know, the Jazz have more contacts, more sources, and that's the kind of thing they need to figure out. Kemba was the third best pick-and-roll player in all the NBA last year with the worst second player in the league. No team had a worse second-best player on their roster other than maybe the Knicks because they didn't have a first-best player. Um, then, I mean, who was Charlotte's second-best player last year? Uh I don't know. I mean, it just seems to me like it's Kemba and a collection of guys. Right. Who do you want to call the second best player? I mean, I think it might have been Marvin Williams, just to show you how bad they were. So yeah, that's, it's a collection of guys. So it's hard to tell what Kemba is on I, a team that actually has talent. Right. But again, you've got a big organization. You've got a lot of you know coaches, assistant coaches, development people. Who's crossed paths with Kemba? Who knows people who know Kemba? Who knows which players on the Jazz know guys who played with Kemba because they played in AAU ball or they played overseas? Um, you know, what's the word? How will he handle this? When you get to a point, if you get to meet with him one-on-one, what is his reaction? Like, yeah, I'll run pick and rolls. I'll throw it to Joe Ingles and, and Donovan Mitchell spotting up for threes all day long. I've never gotten to pass to a guy like that. I would do that all day long. Are you kidding me? Give me a tough question. I mean, if he answers it like that, okay, well, now I think one thing. Um, but, you know, if the body language is wrong and the eyes roll a little bit, it's like, okay, if you just want your 22 shots a game or whatever he shoots, then you're not the right guy. You know? He's David James. He'll be back with us on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Jazz as well because there is a big, huge almond joy in the middle of the swimming pool that is not being discussed right now in this whole conversation. <laughs> Old school reference there. Caddyshack <laughs> reference. We'll talk about it tomorrow. The almond joy in the middle of the swimming pool uh, coming up tomorrow on Locked on Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Make sure you go grab Locked on NBA to catch what's going on on the national scene with special guests Sam Amick and Ben Golliver each week on the Locked on NBA podcast as well. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to David James. Thanks to the store at 600 South and 20th East. And remember, Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own at Hotels.com. Get rewarded basically everywhere at Hotels.com. 20% off on Untuckit.com with the promo code NBA and Grip6.com slash lock. Got all your Father's Day solutions for you here on Locked On Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.